I'm Blake Hargreaves, and this is Future Stops. The music you're hearing is being performed by a world-famous organist, Xaver Varnas, at the newly opened Varnas Hall in Brooklyn, Nova Scotia. A small town on the east coast of Canada is not really where you'd expect to find the newest center for 21st century organ music, but with some help from his many friends in the organ community and a few of his new neighbors, Varnas is well on his way to making that happen. Today on Future Stops, we visit Xaver Varnas at his new home, studio, and recital hall, a deconsecrated church in a small town in Nova Scotia. Varnas is a concert pipe organist from Budapest, who in his long career has given thousands of performances around the world on so many incredible instruments. But it was a couple of recitals in Nova Scotia some three decades ago that led him to the small community of Brooklyn, Nova Scotia. I have been here 35 years ago. I had a very nice friend in Nova Scotia, mm. the mayor of uh, the little city of uh, Wallfield. Uh, his name was Bob Stead, and he invited me to playing some concerts here. So I, that time, 35 years ago, I played a concert in uh, uh, Wallfield. At the same time, I, I played some concerts uh, in Halifax as well. That was my first visit here, and I was very much enjoyed this this wonderful landscape of, of Nova Scotia. And my friend, Bob said, tried to seduce me to move to Nova Scotia. But I told him that, you know, Bob, I'm still too young. You need a certain age to move into this uh, wonderful province because I think Nova Scotia is still in the 19th century. The way how the people talk, the, the the structure of the of, of the society is more like uh, more like nineteenth century uh, society, and uh, of course, thirty five years ago I was too young for this, but now it's perfect. So I found this beautiful church. Actually, this was the Pilgrim United Church. Uh, previously, I found this uh, beautiful church, and uh, and I just realized everything is together here for happiness because uh, the church is. Very beautiful, quite unique. It is a very unique kind of ceiling. So the church has made uh, uh, covered uh, wood panels, oak panels uh, inside, and uh, the acoustic is quite unique as well. I I, I found this place uh, uh, some kind uh, as a, some kind of heaven for the organist uh, because uh, I have the ocean here. The landscape is wonderful. The church is wonderful. The acoustic is amazing. And the organ is very good as well. So I think that no one can need more than this. And you know, I had some kind of model for this because 40 years ago, there was a very important organ center in Europe. That was the home of uh, great Pierre Cochereau in Nice uh, on the south shore of France. He had a wonderful, wonderful villa in, in the city of Nice next to the, uh, uh, to the sea. 
And in his villa, he had a great five keyboard organ. So of course, he was playing on the organ of Notre Dame every Sunday. But, uh, during the big days, he came down to Nice. And this was one of the most important uh, workshops for the organist in the 60s and 70s. And, you know, my dream is something like this, to, to, to make some kind of secret uh, space for the organist. They can meet here. They can play here, they can practice here, they can argue here with other organists about uh, about organ music, uh, temples and all the details. So uh, this was one of my dreams because, you know, I'm at the age of 56 and, uh, and in the last 40 years I met so many organists, old and young organists everywhere. And now I want to open this gate for, for all those organize all my friends to come here and 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 have conversation on, on, on organ music. In his quest to recreate Pierre Cochereau's organ retreat, Varnas came across an ideal location, the former home of the Pilgrim United Church in Queens County, Nova Scotia. There was only one problem. The church had no organ. Well, the, the story was so simple. As you know, the Canadian organist circle is a very small circle. So finally, I called to my 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 friend Robert Hiller uh, uh, from uh, from Toronto because of course he knows all the Casavant organs here in, in in Canada. So I called to Robert and uh, and I asked him that do you know any organ for sale here in Canada? I bought a wonderful church, but I need some nice pipe organ. And he said that. You are very lucky because one of the most beautiful instruments of Nova Scotia is in the market now, uh, the First Baptist Church in Truro. So uh, on the same night, I called to the music director of the First Baptist Church, Brenna, and I said, hi, this is Xavier Rognes. May I buy your organ tonight? And she said, of course. So somehow I bought this organ exactly as simple as we ordered pizza. Just a few days later, I, I visited the First Baptist, and uh, and you know I was very surprised because this instrument is I can say is a quite unique instrument because uh, uh, I ever made because the organist of the church in the 60s and 70s in Truro was some British guy, and he was he gave very precise details of the organ to Casavon. He gave measures for the pipes. He gave uh, very precise uh, wind pressure uh, uh, requests uh, to Kazovan. So finally, it's a very, how can I say, uh, custom-sized organ for him. And uh, it's a little bit different than most of the Kazovan organs of that time. Even the, the voicing of the organ is different. It's more like a little bit German, you know, it's, it's, it's more like the, the German organs from the uh, 30s and 40s. So it's, uh, it's a little bit more precise than, the, than, uh, than the, the, the usual because uh, of one sound. And maybe precise is not a good word for that. It's, it's more, how could I say, more sharp than the, the, than the Kazavant organs uh, from the same age. So when I first played on this organ, it was very impressive. 
But I can tell you that in the organ here in my church, Sunday is, is much better because, of course, the, the Truro Church was a kind of typical modern church from the, I don't know, 60s or 70s of Canada. So it, it was, uh, it, it's a kind of uh, um, uh, concrete church and it's very flat. So the acoustic was not very good for organ. It was more like a carpet store. And then the organ arrived here and we had much more, much higher and much bigger space here for the organ. So uh, uh, since the since the uh, organ here uh, organ is here, I can find that the organ is quite unique, quite beautiful, and in in a very good shape. Wow! Um, so you bought this organ sight unseen. You'd never played it before, uh, is that right? Yes, of course. But uh, you know, I I know Robert for years, and I know that uh, uh, he knows, as I said, almost all the other things in the country. And I know that his taste and his judgment is very good. Actually, I bought the church in the same way because I bought the church during COVID. And when I found the pictures and, uh, and the description of the church, I said, I really want to buy. But I was not sure that, because I'd never been here in this little village before. And I was asking my, my, my agent, my real estate agent, so what was your profession before? Because I know that most most of the real estate agents had some kind of other profession before. And he said, oh, I was a choir director. And I still a choir director. I was some small choir. And they said, okay, tell me, how is the acoustic? And he said, oh, it's wonderful. I said, okay, I trust you. Finally, I bought the church without seeing the church personally ever. So I was already the owner of the church when I first came here. And I had the same um, same story with the organ as well. So when I called to Robert uh, Hiller and uh, that okay, there is a wonderful organ. So, uh, he knows the organ very well because Robert, you know, uh, because uh, actually here in Nova Scotia, very difficult to find any kind of organ builder or organ tuner. There is only, as I know, one or two organ builders. Uh, are, are still exist here. So usually Robert Hiller from Toronto coming to Nova Scotia in uh, uh, each year, once or twice to, to, to tuning the organ. So he was very familiar with this organ. So when he said that uh, this organ is an amazing instrument, I knew that he's based and uh, his knowledge is perfect. And we are friends, so uh, I, I was trusting uh, in his words, and I got the organ. Fortunately, I, I know a little bit of, of, of uh, the relocation uh, process of, of the instrument, so I think it was very, very easy, and, and we uh, we removed the organ from the previous church just in three days. Uh, uh, the the installation here uh, in my church, approximately three or four weeks, maybe it's a little bit, a little bit more. 
and we're still working on the organ because you know uh, from the 60s and 70s Kazon made wonderful instruments but uh, the electrical uh, system of the instruments uh, the old system of, 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 of the memory combinations uh, uh, are not as good as the new instruments of, of, of the Kazavan uh, Kazavan uh, uh, organs but, but there was no any any real uh, big challenge but maybe uh, when uh, the organ builders try to to move in the winchest maybe that was a little bit difficult because uh, you know this church door uh, was designed for uh, for people and maybe coffins for for for, uh, for the funerals but not for 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 winchest so it was not very easy to to moving in the winches to the uh, to this old beautiful church, and you know of course it was a great uh, question of, of of the size of the organ because uh, as I said this organ was very custom designed by by this British organist uh, forty years ago. Uh, actually, it's it's quite unique because uh, the winches are chromatical. So it's not C and C sharp uh, side of the of the winches, but it's a chromatical. And of course, it was a great challenge uh, that uh, uh, is the organ fit in the new church or not. And you know, somehow it's very amazing. Uh, my dream was to uh, put the uh, uh, three great winches just side by side. So my my swell uh, swell is on the left side. The positive. Is under the beautiful old stained glass window, just in the middle, and the Hauptwerk, uh, the great organ, is on, on the right side. And uh, uh, I was not sure that the church is enough big for the three uh, winches. You know, on the day when when the organ arrives, we measured again, and I still have ten centimeter on the right side and ten centimeter on the left side. Uh, free, so uh, the, yeah, it was measured for here. After installing the organ, Varnas' first performance was offered to the former congregants of the church. He turned to his next-door neighbor, Judy James, for help in reaching out to this community. What happened was he, he said, okay, his original idea was he was going to have a special concert for the people who had been members of the church, out of respect for the church, because he has he's very conscientious of the purpose of the church and and he maintains that okay so so uh he asked me if he could put my name down on facebook as as a reference and i said yeah go ahead and that was on thursday night he asked me or yes he, he asked me and and on thursday night he put the notice down in facebook and i shared the notice and 24 hours later i had five concerts booked and and he said to keep it down to, uh, we could only have, he would only allow 25 people in because of the COVID restrictions, right? He was only allowing 25 people in. And then, uh, and in 24 hours, it was book solid. I couldn't, and actually he must have experienced it because I had went over to his place to talk to him about something because people were saying, how much is it? How much is it? And I, I had to reiterate that this was his gift to the community, right? So I was over at his place talking about it. I had my phone sitting on the couch and it wouldn't stop buzzing, bleep, bleep, buzz, buzz, because it was people coming in to ask me about this concert. And like I said, I, I, I had I had filled five concerts 
in less than 24 hours. And I told him that I said, look, I got a waiting list of 30 people. He said, okay, we'll do another concert. So, so there was the initial concert that he did on the 23rd, which was before Christmas for the, for the parishioners of the church. And then between from the 26th of December until the 30th of December, he's booked five concerts and they filled up immediately in 24 hours. And sadly, many people who were interested in classical music aren't on Facebook. So they didn't get the message. So, so, and so the rumor was going around town and everybody was calling me saying, Judy, what's going on? Anyway, so I said, so I told him, I said, look, I've got like 30 people on the waiting list. And he said, okay, we're going to do another concert. So, so then that was the, the sixth concert was included. And then people started to say, well, if you, that's an arts and culture concert, people might get upset that you're breaking the COVID rules and complain to the COVID police, whatever. And and I said, well, we'll just call it a, a religion, religious con- faith concert. and and it, that Xavier wouldn't wouldn't uh, go with that. I said we could. So he uh, <coughs> he split it up. He said, "Well, you know, it's my I own the concert hall. It's my home. I can have up to ten people in my home because of the COVID, right? You get a group of ten people. So that's what he did. He split each concert up into ten people. So so each concert he made it into three different concerts each day so it started at 1 p.m at 1 p.m he did one and it did one at 3 p.m and he did one at 5 p.m every day and they were hour-long concerts he'd have an hour in between the concerts he'd go and have a nap and then go back (laughs) six concerts split into three pieces that's 18 concerts in a week 18 concerts plus the plus the one that he'd done the week before which would made it 19 yeah and actually, he said that they'd be about 35 minutes, but actually ended up being about an hour long. And the people just loved them. I think the, the people, the former congregation of the church, some, some, some older ladies and gentlemen lives around here who had some very close connection to this church in the last uh, uh, few years. Uh, I think they are very happy. They are very happy because uh, two other people uh, gave offer before this church, before me. The first guy was was thinking to opening some kind of dog beauty uh, shop here, and the other guy was thinking to make some kind of uh, condominium out of this church. So uh, when I came and I said, "Okay, I don't want to do any. Uh, I don't want to make any change in the church. I want to use the church exactly uh, as it is." Uh, and and I want to put the organ in, so they become very happy. You know, it's it's so unique now that uh, almost every day someone is knocking on my door and said, "Can you play something uh, on the organ?" So almost every day have, I have some kind of unexpected visitors. They are so nice. I think the usual. Uh, how can I say? Uh, admission fee is uh, is. Uh, some muffins or some cakes because everyone is coming with some cake. Uh, unfortunately, these beautiful people of Brooklyn doesn't know that I have diabetes. They poisoning me every day. Uh, so almost every day I have visitors, uh, and they are coming and they are listening to music. 
And you know, somehow, I I can say that I can see the the transformation of of, of the people here, because of course, this little town or little village was never uh, deeply interested in in classical music, but. Uh, I can give you some very good examples. Approximately three weeks ago, a very nice gentleman visited me. He said he's a concert pianist. And he uh, said that his name is uh, Walter Delahant. He lives in Lunenburg, but uh, originally he's from Canada, but he lived in, in Europe for almost 40 years. And for almost three hours, I was trying to him to play something my piano and after three hours finally i uh, finally he, he he turned to the piano and he played i can say the most beautiful Brahms opus uh, 118 i ever heard it was beautiful it was exactly as horowitz played 30 years ago it was amazing and somehow in the same moment when this wonderful gentleman playing played on the piano one of my neighbors in the church and uh, I don't think that this lady, she's a very wonderful lady, but I don't think that she was ever, ever interested in classical music. And in the fifth minute of the Brahms, I saw the tears in this lady's uh, eyes. And I think this is the most important thing. And we have to learn this very much, that uh, for the great audience, the most important thing is the emotional, emotional way to, uh, to, to, to finding the music and not the intellectual way. First, you need the audience emotion. And when you have the emotion, of course, you can tell them more things and you can play them uh, more, more things as well. But you can seduce the audience just by, by intellectual way. We had just been cleaning the church or something because it was immediately prior to the, or the concert. And an elderly man came into the church, and he was in his 90s. And he brought in a picture of the church to Xavier. And he started talking about the church. To, and, and Xavier listened to him and said, well, I'll play for you. And he played the organ for this man. I, it was such a treat for this fellow. He, he was just thrilled, I think. It might have been considered a sacred. It might have been considered a sacred space, but let me tell you, it is a sacred space now. That music is just beautiful. It's it's spiritual. It's whatever it has to be that when he plays in it, what he does with it is is symphonic. It's, it's fabulous. Is the music just goes right through you, and and he's just so talented. It's, it's just a really exquisite experience. And I was never, never, ever a fan of organ music. But I only knew organ music like Hammond organs at church, right? And and to me, they were, they were depressing and creepy and, un, yeah, I didn't like organs. I like symphonies, but I didn't like organs. But that organ is a symphony, or when, at least when Xavier plays it. His music is beautiful. And I think... Brooklyn, little Brooklyn, is really fortunate that, that we got a man of his talents come here. You know, he chose this little space in the middle of nowhere, and, and uh, his talent is 
like a ray of sunshine to us. We're really lucky. I mean, we get we're getting what you know a big city uh, orchestra hall would get, and, and it's fortunate. This is the most important thing that I'm not the organist of this organ and I'm not the organist of this church. I'm not a residential organist or I don't know how we call this title. I'm just the poor and humble owner of this place and this place is open for everyone who know how to play the organ and who want to play the organ. So if anyone want to come here and anyone want to uh, to make recordings here or just rehearsing or I don't playing concerts, it's open for everyone. I'm not the security guard of this instrument. I'm just the cleaner. No, so it's open for everyone. And actually, I'm quite lucky because uh, my bedroom uh, in my my resident part is just next to the church. So I can say that my, my when I'm lying on my bed, my head is approximately only two meters from the great principal 16th and the, and the and the bombard 16. So I'm always the first witness of every single note of the organ, and I sending the organ from there. And I already know I, I already had many organist visitors here. You know, approximately more than 20 organists already came here and played for. You know, this is a great pleasure. During the afternoon, I just taking my beautiful little afternoon espresso, uh, uh, sitting into my church. Uh, all the lighting are beautiful because of the of the sun, uh, sunset, and someone is playing beautiful pieces for me. Oh, I'm so happy.
You're listening to the Future Stops podcast, an initiative of the Royal Canadian College of Organists. My name's Blake Hargreaves, and I'm your host as we explore the world of the 21st century organ. We just heard today's feature piece, an excerpt of Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet, performed live at Varnas Hall in Brooklyn, Nova Scotia, by Xaver Varnas. He's already begun planning an organ festival at Varnas Hall, securing commitments from some of his friends who are the stars of the pipe organ performance world. Taking place over several months, when travel permits, the festival will feature such pipe organ luminaries as Sophie Cochefer Choplin and Ulrich Böhme, and serves as an extension of Varnas' larger mission, connecting people with the music he spent his life performing. You know, so many people here lived 50, 60, or 70 years without knowing anything of the organ music, without knowing that who was okay. They know that there was some kind of guy who, whose name was Bach or Rivaldi, but they don't know anything about the, about the works of, of Bach. And uh, somehow, I, I think I'm a kind of missionary. So I, I, I really like to showing them the menu, you know, because they are here on this earth, which is a beautiful, great restaurant for everyone, but they are always eating the same things because never, no one ever show them the menu that you can order something else as well. So uh, I think this is a great challenge for me because I can see the transformation of the people here locally, how the people are involved with, uh, with, with, uh, with the music of Bach. Because, you know, most of the time, you know, since the age of 50, I, I think 90% I played just Bach because I think he was the only important composer. <laughs> The organ, of course, Ben Cesar Frank, but 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 of course Bach was the greatest. And uh, I, I just now realize that people are interested. It's, it's not just a simple protocol thing to come here and 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 surviving the concert. But uh, they are interested. They are coming with, with to me, and they said, "Okay, I just heard something from YouTube. A fugue of Bach. Can you play for me?" So I can say I can. Say Say that in the last, uh, I don't know, four, five months, I, I, I saw some guy, uh, kind of great metamorphosis here uh, regarding the, uh, um, of, 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 of the uh, music of Bach. And somehow, I just realized that Bach still has an uh, important message, even in the 21st century. I think this is the most important thing for, for us. That somehow the, the music of Bach is still very, very familiar, even for those people who, who never listened to him before. Because I think everyone knows this, that uh, uh, the base of the, of the modern harmonies and uh, the 19th century and later uh, uh, the 20th century Everything is based on on, on the on the on the harmonies of Bach. When you're listening Abba or Boniem or all the great uh, disco songs from the seventies, uh, sometimes, for example, when I'm listening Abba, uh, I'm not sure that maybe it was originally a Bach choral or something like that. The harmonica changes very much like the the the, the chorals of Bach. If you if you learning the live of the all the great composers. Almost everyone died with Bach because 
What was the last pieces Brahms ever wrote? Was the choral periods. Uh, I don't say in the style of Bach, but uh, uh, commemorating Bach. Alban Berg was listening Bach chorus when he was dying. Ella Bartok was listening uh, and playing uh, Bach pieces when, when he was dying. So I think uh, maybe I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying that Bach, besides Shakespeare, uh, the most most important cultural heritage of, 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 of the Western civilization. It's amazing how one person can make a decision that has the potential to positively impact a whole community so profoundly. Musicians like Saver Varnas, who can see a 21st century meaning in the 270-year-old music of Bach, provide something exceptional in continuing timelines of cultural meaning. To present the music of the pipe organ in a deconsecrated church, a familiar but ultimately new context, continues a centuries-old story which is still being written. We'd like to thank Saver Varnas for joining us on Future Stops. If you're interested in hearing more of his music recorded in this new Center for Pipe Organ, Varnas Hall, check out our Facebook and Instagram accounts for links to Varnas recordings and ongoing discussions about this and every episode of the show. And don't forget to subscribe to Future Stops so you never miss an episode. Future Stops is a podcast from the Royal Canadian College of Organists, produced by Andrew O'Connor with Haley Raymond as community manager and executive producer Elizabeth Shannon. And I'm your host, Blake Hargreaves. Thank you for listening.